With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. An on-demand audio presentation of RedPeachSports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Louisiana, what up? How goes Aaron Dietrich in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe, alongside from the Washington Citizen Jake Burke. What is happening? How are you today? Good, fantastic. Uh, you know, we talk bad about exhibition football and preseason football. You know what, though? It is football. It certainly was nice last night. Football's football, and quite frankly, in the league, we had so many big things happen. We had so many. Whether it was uh, somebody returning from injury or a debut of a rookie, so many interesting yeah. tidbits that, man, I, I stayed on social media all night just trying to get a glimpse of every little thing I could. Before we start, I got to tell you something that was very disturbing this morning. Uh oh. I woke up. I had this dream that you were telling me to wake up. <laughs> um, that is always one of my biggest fears, of course, oversleeping <laughs> it in the morning, and I get up. Because I, you're in my head saying, Aaron, get up. How, so How disturbing is that? That's very disturbing. Um, so I got up. Hopefully it was like a phone call. But it, it was like 6, it felt like it was like 6.50 or 6.58 and you were saying, get up, Aaron, you got to get to work. Did you jump out of bed? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. You know, and yesterday. Stay I out had, of my dreams, Jake. I had another scary moment yesterday where. I, I I get up, I go through my morning routine, yeah. I get to the coffee pot, no coffee. Yeah. I forgot to set the coffee. And it screws up your whole day. God, your routine like is the, messed up. Yeah, I, th- I feel like we've all been there before, right? I mean, we don't have any coffee in the morning. That just throws everything off. We could go back to me making coffee here in the office. That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. All right, so let's dive into this thing. Obviously, if you have a comment or a question, please hit us up on the Darren Moody State Farm hotline slash text line. 888-993-7762. Find out how to save money on home and auto insurance by stopping by and visiting with Darren on 18th Street in Monroe. We, of course, start with the Saints. They are not one and Yeah. Uh, do you want to start with the Saints or Zach Streif? <laughs> because knowing you, you probably want to start with Zach Streif. I would start with Zach Streif, and as much as we talked to him about this entire summer, <laughs> you would think I would actually listen. You're right. You didn't listen. But I did not listen to one thing. And then, of course... And we'll play some sound from uh, Zach uh, later in the show. His debut as the voice of the Saints. Yeah. All if right. Somebody now, did hear him, if somebody did hear him last night, give us your takeaway. Texas, let us know. 888-993-7762. On some more serious matters, though. Aaron, I was thinking about this as I was watching the Saints. If I didn't have a local tie to the Saints, yeah. I think this would be the least interesting preseason game nationally. Mm. You know, I mean, just because – we care because we want to know who the number two quarterback is. Yeah. We want to see if there's a returner that, that comes out of it. Tom Savage is not moving the dial. <laughs> no, and I, I'll say this about Savage. He, his first series was bad. Yeah. 
But I thought he rebounded fairly well. I thought he didn't make a ton of mistakes, which is important. And I thought he was serviceable as a backup. 10 of 14, uh, 70 yards, did not have an interception, did not have a touchdown, did not have a sack against him. Taysom Hill, I, I thought he outperformed Taysom Hill. And a lot of people look at the 8 for 9 yeah. stat line and the fact that Hill had 52 rushing yards. Hill didn't look that comfortable to me. He was quick to run. He was. How about on the opening kickoff, Hill is out there making a play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But as far as him playing quarterback, I think he has that wow factor buried deep beneath, but he's just got to get more comfortable in operating that offense. So I understand why Savage is the number two guy. It, it, nothing was shocking about last night. Savage isn't going to, um, you know, blow you away, but he's, he's going to get the job done in terms of taking care of the football and at least getting, you know, looking comfortable out there. And he should look comfortable because he's had a lot of – a lot of playing time. But I think as Hill gets more comfortable, his ceiling is much higher, mm. I feel. So right now, today, Savage is the number two guy. Hill has an opportunity to, to jump him as he gets more experience. Ben says Tom Savage is far better than Hill. As bad as that sounds, Hill may uh, wants to run way too quickly. Yeah, yeah. And Mark says in reference to uh, Zach Street for his first ever effort, not bad at all. All right. Well, that's, a, that's one positive review from Mark Rain. Uh, Rainwater, uh, of course, Savage, uh, 106 yards of offense in the first half with the Saints. When like they were killing it offensively in the first half with Savage leading attack. Yeah. Um, Defensively, I think that's where you need to go with the Saints. Sure, sure. But, you know, with that, when you don't have Okafer and you don't have Jordan out there for the Saints defense, how much can you put in or how much can you hold it against the Saints, the fact that, the Jags open up a, that game with a 79-yard touchdown. You drive. don't. I mean, the whole time I was watching, like, yeah, I'm not that concerned. But I was watching Sheldon Rankins because yeah. I, I, I did, you know, speak about that yesterday and kind of previewing it, saying, you know, Anyamata is kind of uh, getting some good reviews in fall camp, and of course he had the uh, the the slash. You know, there there was not a clear separation in terms of who was starting, but Rankins. Looked good in his first series. I think he had three pressures, which was really good. Um, so he, he he did his job um, on the back end. I, you know, uh, Crawley made a few plays. I thought, as far as the Jaguars go, I was shocked that Fournette played yeah. at all. I like, me excited. I was. I enjoyed it mm -hmm. for the for the series that he played. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, just kind of go back to my first point though. Aside from seeing Fournette and looking at the backup quarterbacks, overall, just kind of like, yeah. I mean, these are interesting to us, but nationally, this has got to be pretty far down the totem pole because, you know, the social media buzz was all about Saquon Barkley, Baker Mayfield, yada, yada, yada. And uh, there just wasn't a lot of headline-grabbing things in this game. Saints defense did not force a punt until there was about 19 seconds to go in the first half. You look at it, second half, much better for the Saints. D only giving up 101 total yards. As for the other storyline, we looked at the running back situation. Boston Sky certainly did not get a lot of opportunities. In fact, uh, Savage, and it was it was Hill that missed him, of course, on a pass play. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been a touchdown. Yep. Boston with the one rush for seven yards. Boston Scott also had a 35-yard return that was called back. Yeah, but he, he had a really good return. Yeah. I thought he looked pretty good in the return game, which is really uh, positive. Hopefully he can build on that. Uh, one more little takeaway from this game. Uh, 
Devaro Lawrence, defensive tackle, here's a guy who's fighting for a roster spot. He ends up having two sacks and looked really good. Um, so that's kind of a storyline that I'm keeping an eye on moving forward because it's a long shot for him to, to make the team. But if he keeps putting up performances like that, I can add some defensive tackle depth to this team. I was a little surprised by the number of carries that Mark Ingram got. Are you, though? I, at or you first just like, thought, uh, let him run because we won't see right. him for a month? Yeah, exactly. That's why I wasn't that surprised. Let him get into a little bit of a, uh, of a rhythm here in the preseason. I, I figure we'll see him quite a bit preseason-wise. Seven carries for 23 yards as long as being 12 yards. Yeah, so I wasn't that surprised by that. We got some sound from the Saints coming up uh, later in the show, and we'll uh, share some of uh, Zach Street's first uh, commentary with New Orleans. Coming up later in the show. Got a text here from Quint. He says, I listened to the radio broadcast for the first 15 minutes or so. Zach did a good job. They opened with him reading a pre-written summary of last season for both teams. He had obviously practiced this. I think that enabled him to get confidence and get off to a good start. Huh. Is this turning into a non-story, Aaron? I hope not. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> the actual football? <laughs> Lord knows there's not many shows that do that. All right, NFL preseason. There were a number of games. It almost felt like there was too many games going on last night. It was, man. Keep track of everything going on because there were some pretty juicy storylines out there. I know. I know who you want to start with. Yes. Uh, let's start with the Browns. <laughs> not because. How many times have we ever said that? <laughs> not because of uh, my new love for them with Hard Knocks. But a new man crush for Baker Mayfield. No, I've always had a man crush on Baker. I liked him in Oklahoma. Um, but Baker, let's go back to our draft conversation. I told you before he was even thought of to be the number one pick, I told you I liked him the best of the quarterbacks. Mm. And I gave you the reasons why. And, boy, Baker proved it in last night's preseason. Oh, he proved and it in that first preseason and game. And don't – listen, don't dismiss that like Ty it's Rod nothing. Tyrod Taylor looked good, too. He's he five for five. He did, but don't dismiss it like it's nothing because it's not a guarantee that these players are going to look good in the preseason game. Lamar Jackson last week is my example for mm. that. So – and he was going up against, like, second and third string guys. Mm. So, as far as uh, Baker goes – he just he looks good in the in the pocket, man. It's Eleven of twenty for two hundred and twelve yards and two touchdowns. It's what I was telling you the whole time. I, I don't care. I, like, yes, he has he has an uphill battle because of his size, but because of the way he maneuvers in the pocket, because of how comfortable he is, and because of how accurate he is as a passer, he's gonna be a successful quarterback. <clears throat> and you've got people writing as as good as Tyrod Taylor looked too. You got people writing today saying it's not a matter of if, but when they hand the keys over to Baker Mayfield this year. So he impressed a lot of people nationally, and uh, I'm just sitting here t looking, you at the looking you in the face and saying, I told you so, because you were like, oh, Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold. Yeah, Sam Darnold. You get a chance to see him tonight. Tyrod Taylor, though, five for five. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to give up the job. He's not, uh, and he's going to obviously start when the season begins, but if he struggles, they have a really good number two guy. Uh, other quarterbacks, and Andrew Luck coming back after, what, being off for 585 days. He looks solid. Yeah. Uh, well, this was this is a Six feel, for nine, 64 yards, I believe. This is a feel-good moment for him, for football fans, I feel, because a lot of people like Andrew Luck. I like Andrew Luck. I like the way he approaches the game. He doesn't really have a quarterback mentality. He has a football player mentality. And, in fact, uh, 
they were asking him about how he felt last night, and he talked about when Bobby Wagner hit him in the red zone. He said, let me read his quote here. He said, that was probably the most excited I've ever been to get hit because mm-hmm. he got hit, he bounced back up, and he was fine. And uh, this is a guy who never shied away from contact. You can go back to his college days at Stanford. Um, he, he, he was a physical football player. And uh, for a guy who, you know, one of my favorite things from, from all the mic'd up moments is him because when he gets hit by defenders, he usually tells them good job and is, like, happy about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you've seen those videos. It just makes me like him as a football player because he, he loves the contact. He, he loves the, the, the violence, violent part of football. So for that, I like him, and I'm rooting for him, and I'm glad he seems to be healthy again, and I hope he has – I hope he can stay healthy and have a good year. Staying with the quarterbacks, uh, Dak Prescott looks solid, of course, in limited time. He was 3-for-3 three three last night for 39 yards and a touchdown. Buffalo, of course, they have a number of quarterbacks. I don't know if any of them are any good. But they all, their numbers look the same with Peterman, Allen, and McCarron. Yeah, um, so Allen's the one that we've really been paying attention to. And I thought you saw good Allen and bad Allen in that preseason game. You saw what he – his arm strength is undeniable. The, th- the type of throws he can make where he's, he's going backwards – throwing off of his back foot and completing these incredible passes. Sure, yeah, he's a, he, his talent's undeniable. But it's also some of these little small plays where they should be routine and he ends up losing like 10 yards on a fourth and three play where he's like, oh, my goodness. But, uh, so yeah, that, that's kind of what I expected from Josh Allen. Another big storyline <clears throat> in regards to quarterbacks was Deshaun Watson returning yeah. last night. He only completed one pass and only played for one series, but I thought it was good to see him out there again. How about former Louisiana Tech quarterback Jeff Driscoll with Cincinnati last night? 10 of 15, 140 yards, and, of course, led the game-winning touchdown drive. Yep, and uh, Patrick Mahomes, too. Uh, he, he, you know, he's a person of interest just because the Chiefs have, you know, said, hey, this is our future here, and, he was five for seven. Not a whole lot uh, to, to look at really there. But uh. A couple other news and notes from last night in the NFL preseason. How about former Washita product Cam Sims? Oh, what a move. Yeah. What a move. Of course, we visited with him just a few weeks ago as he was getting ready to go to Washington. Undrafted free agent out of Alabama. And Cam Sims with a big reception actually ended up with two catches for 74 yards. Came within just a couple of yards away from a big touchdown. What was that 57-yard reception he had? Something yeah, like and, and he caught it. He was on the sideline and made this sweet juke uh, that, that really sprung him. I thought that was, a, that was an awesome move by Cam Sims. Darius Geis. Yeah, that was probably the scariest moment of the night. <sighs> yeah, uh, and how funny is it that Ian Rappaport is the one who's reporting that he'll undergo an MRI. I'm assuming that's today. Um Darius Geis goes down on a carry, finishes with six for 19 yards. He goes down, it does not look good. Afterwards, I did see uh, several reports, and, of course, uh, they had a comment from Geis. He says, I'm good, I'm fine. Yeah, I thought, um, did you see that one run he had where he he had that little spin move? Uh, I spun off of a tackle at the second level. I mean, that was just a glimpse of what he can do. I, I hope he's healthy. I hope he can get back out there. And uh, 
Well, not this preseason, but I hope he's healthy for the regular season. I do not encourage violence, but I wanted Kelvin Benjamin to slip Cam <laughs> Newton in the nose. I'm glad you – I forgot about that. I'm glad you mentioned that because that happened so early oh, on yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So Cam Newton basically approaches Kelvin Benjamin while they're going through uh, workouts way before the game. And literally we'll, – We'll tell the backstory first. Kelvin Benjamin has said some unflattering things about his former teammate Cam Newton. Yeah, basically saying that uh, he needs to improve his accuracy, yeah. among other things. So Cam Newton basically comes in t- up to him, and you can't hear the audio, and that's probably a good thing. And uh, he literally gets nose-to-nose with him, and it looks like he's trying to instigate a fight. Yeah, and, you know, Kelvin Benjamin was trying to walk away, and Cam keeps following him. I mean, this is your quarterback. It's supposed to be your leader, yeah. and you're having this before a, a preseason game. I know it's preseason, but still, come on. I would pay to watch that fight, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two long guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. God, he needed to get punched in the nose so bad. <laughs> and the NFL just needed to look the other way. You saying uh, for <laughs> if they fought? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that was uh, interesting. I'm, uh, I haven't seen a whole lot else come out from that. Yeah. I wanted more details, mm. uh, but uh, – I don't, I don't think we'll get those. There's a little recap from last night in the NFL. If we missed one or two things, certainly hit us up at 888-993-7762. It's all part of the starting lineup brought to you by Louisiana Paint. A couple odds and ends that we missed in the first segment. Uh, the most exciting college football player since Barry Sanders is now in the NFL. <laughs> i tell you what, he certainly looked like it. Um, Saquon Barkley, of course, that is who we're representing. Yeah, um, I still say that he is not the most exciting since Barry Sanders. Uh, that was Johnny Menzel. But oh man, so you forget how exciting Johnny was at Texas. Well, you've got a short memory. You don't remember Penn State last year in Barkley. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember them, but I remember Johnny. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I, Saquon Barkley was exciting, no doubt. And he and look, that first run was thrilling. But uh, yeah, just the first preseason game. We'll see how he does, you know, <clears throat> over the long haul. What, four carries for uh, forty-three yards for him last mm-hmm. night. Yeah, I mean, great start, and it was fun. The fact that he, you know, number two overall pick, he certainly looked like it on that one run. Um, got some text here though. Richie says, "How much do we hate streak this morning?" <laughs> Aaron. You want to answer that I, one? I, I didn't hear him. You're a I, hater. I, I, I'm not a hater. But I did you, not hear the But broadcast. haters don't have to actually oh, just, read or uh, listen or, oh, okay. you know, you just hate for, for hating. Yeah. Just use the Clay Travis mentality. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Sam says his commentary wasn't that bad, but he doesn't have a radio voice at all. Mm. So keep letting us know what you thought of Zach Streak last night. 888-993-7762. I don't have a face for TV either, and I've been in the business for 24 <laughs> years. <laughs> Uh, neither does Guy Ferrari, but yeah. you both made it work. <laughs> um, one more quick uh, preseason note. Shaquem Griffin, you know, our our, our favorite uh, rookie linebacker, yeah. he had four straight tackles on the first drive. Thought that was really cool uh, out there with the Seattle Seahawks. Great story. Great story, indeed. All right, Aaron. So Some disturbing news, and you have been putting all your eggs in one basket, and, of course, you were fired up about LSU perhaps adding a defensive back, and really some tough news for them yesterday. Really tough news because I, I was feeling confident that they, you know, Christian Fulton, who is serving this 24-month suspension for, a, for tampering with Which the drugs. Which is unheard of, correct? Apparently it is it – is, that is by the law. Like, that is the punishment for the crime, according to the NCAA. But 
it's still crazy to me. And it's actually a test that he eventually passed, which is makes it even crazier. That said, he they the appeal was yesterday and they LSU and Fulton were denied. So Fulton is ineligible still uh, for the remaining what six months till he can come back to football. And he only the, the worst part too is he only has two years of eligibility starting in two thousand nineteen. So that is really unfortunate for the former, you know, number one cornerback recruit in the country. Um, and especially this year, LSU certainly needed the depth. And if you were able to have him alongside Greedy, I mean, that would have done wonders for that defense. But uh, here's a here's a quote from. You gonna read Ed Orgeron's quote? You could read Ed. I'll read Joe Oliva. Okay. Here's a quote from Oliva. He says, "I was on the call today with Christian and our team, and I believe we made a strong case for an appeal to the committee. I'm disappointed by this decision. Christian has worked hard to work his way." Back from this, and we are going to continue to support him. And we need Jamie Foxx in here, Puff Daddy, to read Ed Orgeron. <laughs> no, just read it as a normal human. Of being. course, I'm very disappointed by this decision. He's done what we've asked him to do, and I believe the appeal was a good one. He's going to keep working, and we're going to stick by him. Go Tigers! <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it is disappointing, you know. I well, he tried to cheat the system, though, Jake. I, yes. Yes, and if you – the story in Sports Illustrated lets it known that he – LSU hadn't made it clear to him. Has it – was it in the process of, like, um, in, informing the players of all these rules and, and the, the consequences for these rules? So it's unknown if he actually knew the consequences for his actions. I mean, meaning – Obviously, 20, if you're taking somebody else's urine, you know sure, this is not right. I get it. I get that. I'm just saying, he, going into it, um, he probably had no idea that if I do this, I will be gone. I could be suspended for 24 months. That's sure, just, it's wrong, but I'm just saying, he probably didn't know a 24-month suspension would follow. Pardon the pun, but that's a piss-poor defense. <laughs> yeah. He shouldn't have done it. He And obviously, that's, you know – he shouldn't have done it. But at the end of the day, I still think that is a crazy punishment, especially when you're looking at a nation that is becoming more and more laxed on, on pot. If he was from Alabama, would your tune be different? If he was from Alabama, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Oh. <laughs> he would be on the field if he was from Alabama. So don't give me that. <laughs> Two years does seem a little hard. It's crazy. Yeah. It is. It yeah. is. Other headlines. Speaking of Alabama, did you see Kobe? I had a chance to visit the so Alabama cool, team. Yeah. Was he talking directly to Jalen Hurts and Tua about leadership? <laughs> yeah. Take my advice uh, as far as getting along with your teammates and uh, taking one for the team. Pretty good stuff. Yeah, no, that's really cool that, that he was there. Got a text here. Tommy says, if Barkley lasts more than six minutes in the NFL, his highlight reel would dwarf Johnny football. Yeah. Well, there's no question about that. We're talking about college football. Okay. Uh, Bill Snyder, at the age of 78, signs a contract extension with uh, the Wildcats. He gets a five-year deal. You realize he has 200 career wins. That puts him behind, I think, just active coaches Brian Kelly and Nick Saban. Hmm. I thought he was older than 78. No, I actually knew that. That was being discussed earlier this year, so I actually didn't know that. PGA Championships are underway. Of course, round number one in the books, round two, just teeing off right now. Gary Woodland is your leader at six under. Ricky Fowler at five. Tiger Woods eh, got off to kind of a rocky start. Come he, back. he is tied for Come 48. He uh, even par for the day yesterday in round number one. We are your home for the Houston Astros. This is your Astros update.
Jake has no update. Astros <laughs> lost eight to six. They were down to six, uh, nothing after two. They tried to rally. They fall a little short. Their overall record now is seventy three and forty three. Tommy says, "Nope." Quote was the most exciting player in the NFL since Barry Sanders. No, you. Aaron, you want to correct? Uh, Tommy misquoted me. Yes, most exciting player in college, college football. football. Since Thank Barry you. Sanders. Thank you. Um, so I got two tweets to read you from our favorite Des Bryant. We only got a minute, so hurry. All right, real quick. Des Bryant says, Fallen died, and then he says, Okay, Baker. And then his next tweet was, Starting my visits next week. I'm coming to the land to see you, Mr. Dorsey. Hmm. Des Bryant in a Browns uniform. Does that excite you? Not really. Does Cleveland even want him? <laughs> eh, maybe. Hmm. Depends on the status of Josh Gordon. Uh, Cookie, let's end with this text. Are we surprised by Cam Newton? This is the guy that during the Iron Bowl uses the choke sign seriously. If Cam makes it to the Hall of Fame, oh, my gosh, where is he going to go? <laughs> Auburn? And say, oh, sports writers didn't understand me. <laughs> That's a good good text, Cookie. 888-993-7762. Try to do better than Cookie. Coming up next, Skip Holtz from Louisiana Tech joins us. If you've got a question for him, hit us up. Today's Louisiana Tech Report brought to you by Legacy Rehab. They offer physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for many of our local health care facilities, whether it's sports medicine, pediatrics, or chronic pain management. Legacy covers it all. Serving locations in Ruston, Monroe, Bastrop, Farmerville, Bernice, Minnan, and South Arkansas. Call 255-5980 for more information. That number for Legacy Rehab, 255-5980. Now join us on the Darren Moody State Farm Hotline is the head coach of Louisiana Tech, Skip Holtz. Coach, how are you doing this morning, bud? Good morning. I'm doing excellent. Yourself? Good. Let's start. Uh, it's a little rainy outside, uh, coming down pretty hard. Uh, that brings me to the question, indoor practice facility. I know it's something that's it's one of those dreams for this program. Uh, is it something that's being discussed or talked about? Yeah, it's discussed and talked about. There's, you know, You've got to sit down. I know Tommy McClellan's obligation is to sit down and say what is the biggest need for the athletic department and I know there's been a lot of talk about what we can do to enhance our our academic center that will benefit all the student athletes an indoor facility is definitely one of the things that's a topic of discussion and you know with the way the rules have changed where you can no longer do two a days um, then you you can't really if you lose a day you lose a day uh, with the way the rules are and so I think it's something that will be talked about, but we have been very fortunate so far that we've been able to dance around a couple of rain showers and have been able to get all our practice in. We haven't missed any time at this point. So uh, I'm sure it comes more on the forefront and definitely more talked about if we get in the season and we're to lose a week of practice before we had to play a game. But uh, right now I don't think it's, you know, I don't, I think it's important, but I think that's, Tommy McClellan's job or opportunity to sit down and look at what we can do to enhance the athletic department as a whole. So we'd all love to have it. I know it could benefit all the sports for sure, but I also understand it's quite a financial commitment to build one as well. One week in the books, what is perhaps different from this year's squad than the previous five that you had at Louisiana Tech? Um, I would say for sure the experience. I mean, I sat down and met with the – fourth-year juniors and fifth-year seniors yesterday, uh, fourth- and fifth-year players, and there's 34 of them on this on this football team, which is by far the largest number we've ever had. And we talked about the inexperience of last year's team and how many guys had not played um, going into it, and we were 120th out of 129, mm-hmm. where this year I believe we're 10th in returning experience. So I would say the maturity, the retention – 
you're not coaching as much what to do as much as you are coaching how to do it. And so I, I think there's a lot of leadership on this team. Um, I think it is one of our deepest teams that we've had since I've been here. And when you look at the competition in the running back room, on that linebacker, uh, in the secondary, at wide receiver, I think there's a lot of guys that are competing right now. And it's not just uh, ones and twos competing, but in some cases there are guys that are three deep that are competing for a starting job. So I think that's the biggest difference from this team with years past. And it's exciting. It's exciting to have this much experience coming back. And I know the players are really – are uh, really pushing each other, and we've got a great attitude through camp. They've been through it before. Um, we got freshmen, obviously, going through it the first time, but the majority of the players have been through it. They know what to expect. They, they've been in the offense and the defense, and I think retention has been really high. Is there a position that concerns you the most right now? No, I wouldn't say a, a position. I, I look at it and say um, – I look at it and say the the biggest thing concern I have is who's going to be playing where, and I wouldn't call that a concern. When you have three guys and you're trying to find one, we will have one. I think we are probably more prepared to handle uh, some injuries at at a couple positions than we have been in past years because of the depth that we have, and and you've got to be prepared because injuries are part of this game and they're going to happen. You hate them. Uh, but I think when I look at you know, even receivers a year ago with Bonnet and Hardy and Woodard and a lot of those guys that were really having the first opportunity to play a major role and all three of them missed six weeks or more during the course of the season, uh, I think we're more prepared to handle some of those type of injuries uh, than we have been in the past. But um, I wouldn't say concerned at this point. We're still early. Uh, I feel that you know every quarterback we have is a year older. They're all back from last year. Jamar's going to be a junior. Weston Elliott's going to be a sophomore. Um, Elijah Elijah Walker's going to be a redshirt freshman. So um, I think those guys are are coming along and doing a good job. And we just got we just got to keep practicing, getting better day by day. But I, I'll give you I'll be able to answer that question probably a little bit better as we get closer to the season. But as we are in the midst of camp right now, I think there's a lot of good competition going on. Well, this is sometimes a difficult question to answer when you're only about a week into this thing, but is there a player or two that's really uh, stood out to you that has emerged, that made a major breakthrough or a major upgrade from last year? Well, I think everybody wants to talk about, you know, freshmen, which freshmen will play, and you're right. It's very difficult one weekend to say uh, who's going to be the guy as a freshman. There's a couple things that have to happen a, the freshman has to continue to come along, but B, there's got to be a window of opportunity for him to play. And I think last year we went in with nobody really mailing down a corner spot, Michael Sam's getting injured and everybody else being young, and that gave Meek Robertson the opportunity. Um, so you have to look at where is the freshman going to have the opportunity to stand out and, and who's ready to play. And I, I've been really impressed with B.J. Williamson, uh, the safety. Uh, I think he has done a really nice, a really nice job. Uh, I think he definitely has a chance, and I think a couple of the receivers and Wayne Toussaint and Smoke Harris uh, have done a nice job and are showing that they have an opportunity to compete in the two deep. But it's not just the freshmen. I've been very impressed with Justin Henderson, the junior college running back. I've been very impressed with him. And Israel Tucker is a name that not a lot of people know uh, when they look at it and go, Jared Kraft and Boston Scott have graduated. Who's going to replace them? Israel Tucker is a guy that's been in this program for going into his third year, uh, and I think he is showing that he is ready to compete for some playing time and really been impressive as we've gotten into camp. 
the other is obviously at linebacker Connor Taylor, who was here in spring practice, I think is doing a great job and is, and is definitely competing for a starting job. And along with Brandon, Brandon Floyd, uh, who has been here. And then Daniel Lewis is a safety grad transfer from Hawaii. Who's, who's really making an impact. And, uh, I really like what I've seen out of Bailey Hale, the kicker, who was also an upperclassman transfer. So, uh, too early for the freshmen right now, but I definitely think there's going to be some new faces. I believe there's 32 new players on our roster this year. And so um, I think some of those guys are going to have an opportunity to make an impact. Louisiana Tech fans certainly fired up about this year's uh, squad. Is there an opportunity for him to come out and see a scrimmage very soon? Yeah, we have, uh, we have opened, our, opened our scrimmages, and we will scrimmage uh, pretty much we're going to scrimmage this well. This Saturday will be a controlled scrimmage where we'll scrimmage a little bit at the end of practice and give some of these newcomers and underclassmen an opportunity to show what they can do in a scrimmage environment. And then we will scrimmage the following Saturday. Uh, once we get past that, the last scrimmage will probably be closed. But uh, this Saturday and then next Saturday will probably be two that we'll give them an opportunity to come and see what this team's going to be all about. Coach Holtz, one final question. I know you don't get an opportunity to watch a lot of NFL preseason, but there's just a plethora of Bulldogs trying to make a name for themselves in the league. What has that done for you guys with the branding of the program and then also the recruiting-wise? Well, it's, you know, it's. I read a tweet that somebody had tweeted uh, following one of the NFL teams and said, when I look at all these players that Louisiana Tech has put out, what's in the water in Ruston? Like, what's the deal? How is this group of five school putting so many players out? And I, I said I think it's for a couple reasons. I think it is because that I think our staff does a great job of recruiting. I think Ruston is a phenomenal community for these players to grow. And I think the job that we are doing right now in the development of these players is going a long way with the job that Kurt Hester does. I think those guys having the opportunity to go out, Boston Scott getting drafted, some of the names, I saw Xavier Woods running around when I walked by the TV last night. I saw him make a play on a deep ball. I mean, I, I think those guys are having the opportunity to, to show this brand nationally. Because the NFL is definitely a national league, and it's definitely bringing exposure to the program. And it certainly, it certainly doesn't help hurt in recruiting when you can go into a young man's home and you look at all the players that have had the opportunity to go on and play in the NFL from Ruston. And I think, you know, ultimately when a young man is looking for a home, he's looking for a place that he can go have a great experience um, in a college town. He's looking to where he can go and has the opportunity to graduate. And when you look at what we're doing academically right now, I, I couldn't be more proud of what these players are doing in the classroom. And then I also want to have the opportunity to play win and, and have a chance to continue playing. And I, I think the blueprint has been set that you can do that here in Ruston that you can graduate, have a great experience, and have an opportunity to further your career from a football standpoint. So I think it all definitely helps in recruiting, but I also think the, the national brand that you talked about or referred to about a minute ago also helps as well. Coach Holtz, as always, we appreciate the time. We'll see you soon, bud. Thank you. I look forward to it. Thanks for fitting me in this morning. Appreciate it. Y'all have a good day. You too. Louisiana Tech head coach Skim Holt, Skip Holtz. That uh, Louisiana Tech report brought to you by Legacy Rehab. Countdown to kickoff continues. Of course, that road trip to South Alabama to kick off the year. Yep, inching closer. Can't wait. 888-993-7762. Coming up next, we turn our focus to ULM. Matt Viator's wife will join us after the break. 
the pressures of being a college football wife. And also a pretty cool clinic taking place this uh, weekend out at ULM. We'll have all the details coming up next on The Morning Drive. Welcome back to the show. Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group 1 Realty Studio in West Monroe. John Tabor doing a fabulous job back at the Sports Talk 97.7 headquarters in Ruston. Jake, we've been doing this show, or at least I have now, for uh, seven years, and I think this is actually a first. The wife of a high school or college coach joining us on this show. Matt Viator's wife, Chantel Viator, joins us on the Darren Moody State Farm Hotline. How are you doing? Appreciate the time. I'm doing doing great. How are you? Good. A fantastic event that you guys are going to host this weekend out at Malone Stadium. Tell me a little bit about it. Football 101, Warhawk style. It's all about... Um, getting the ladies in the community and that are Warhawk fans involved in a football program. It is also um, a way to learn a little bit more about the game. I believe that the more you understand the game, the more engaged you become, and the more exciting that game is. And they'll have time one-on-one with uh, defensive and offensive coaches staff, as well as in, uh, social time with uh, the wives and the families of the coaches. I know the response has been fantastic so far. Is this something similar that perhaps you and uh, Coach did down in uh, Lake Charles with McNeese? It was held at McNeese as well, but um, the big kick in it was Dr. Bruno. Uh, Dr. Bruno and his wife, uh, Miss Linda, were both involved in one at Southeastern University. That was a huge success. They had a waiting list to get to attend the event. And he saw the excitement that that brought to their program, and he just really is trying to get that excitement built up here at ULM and thought this might be a way to get the ball rolling. Chantel, of course, you and a coach have been married a long time. How has your knowledge of the game progressed through the years? Tremendously. I, uh, I always laugh that when I first met him, I knew very little. I knew if we had the ball, it was offense, and if they had the ball, it was defense. <laughs> But over the years, uh, watching games with him, and I mean, I still laugh. I tell people I actually learned how to block while I was cooking in the kitchen. I always told, move your feet, move your feet. You know, <laughs> used to laugh, and uh, it just became a way of life. I've learned the game, um, and now I sit next to my mom or different people, and I have to explain things to them. And so, so I think it's get... a great way to, um, to for, for women to have a role in the game. So do you give them advice after the game occasionally? I am guilty of asking questions after the game. I will say that. Um, and then I have to remind myself, he hadn't watched the film yet, and he's still strung out over the play that I'm, you know, wanting to know that really was offensive interference because it didn't look like it from where I was sitting in the stand. But I do try not to ask as many questions because he's, you know, let him either enjoy the moment or – you know, he's still maybe a little upset over something. So I try not to ask too many questions right after the game. Chantel Viator, Matt Viator's wife, joins us on the Darren Moody State Farm Hotline. Uh, the event tomorrow, what times it uh, get going, and is there still spots available, and how do people sign up? There are spots still available. Um, we're going to have registration. Um, it'll start about 3.30. Uh, the event will kick off about four, but we will have time for a social. There's going to be, um, chips, salsa, margaritas, iron cactus is providing food. And then, um, about four, four thirty, we're going to get rolling with the program. Um, there are spots still available. It's $25. We have fantastic door prizes. 
We have um, some small little gifts that we're going to give out also as well. There will be T-shirts for sale. And an easy way to register is to get your ticket today through Eventbrite, um, or you can even call the ticket office, um, and they'll get you a, a ticket, or you can register tomorrow at the door. Chantel, how nervous do you get on game days? Very nervous. Mm. Uh, I, I really do. Sometimes, just after watching how hard you know you work all week and you hope everything goes according to plan, um, and it just you really have no control over it to an extent because you're just hoping and praying that everything goes the way you practiced it all week and planned for it. I know we've lost a game before, and, and one of the most devastating things I've heard he will say, it was one of the best practice weeks we've had the entire season. Why'd they come out flat? Don't know. And so as a wife, and you know, watching how much they actually love the game and their kids, it's hard to watch something not always work out the way you had it all planned. We've talked to Matt about it numerous times now, and he mentions the fact that he feels at home now in Monroe, even though it's been a short three years. Is that how you feel now, is this is your community? Definitely. I think that's one of the things that's special about Monroe is they've really welcomed us and embraced us and want this to be our home. And it just makes it that much easier to step in. When I go back, people frequently ask me, you know, what's it like up there? You know, a they're people, and they have families, and, you know, the, the people up north of Louisiana are no different than people in south of Louisiana, except I find that Monroe is still a large city, but it has a community feel, mm. a true sense of community, and I, th- I don't think there's anything like a college town, and that's a great asset to the city and the community, and we actually love it here. Toughest question. Coach V uh, puts in a lot of long hours up there. Uh, do you let him slide a little bit on the household duties, the dishes, or taking out the trash during the season? I do. I try to have a lot of it done before he gets in so that, you know, after a 16, 17-hour day, he can come in and relax, and I get to visit with him and ask questions and see how things have been going without us having to do the chores, you know, after he gets in. Chantel, this should be a fabulous event uh, tomorrow. One more time, uh, how people can get involved. You can get involved. Simply call the ticket office or go to Eventbrite and look up the Football 101 for ULM. And you can also uh, go up to the athletic department, the ticket office, and get a ticket. Or you can show up tomorrow about 4 o'clock, 3.30, 4 o'clock, and get a ticket at the door and visit and have some fun with us. Appreciate the time. Good stuff. We'll see you at a game very soon. All right, thank you. You bet. Uh, Richie says, don't miss the ULM Warhawks as they host Southeastern on August 30th at 7 o'clock. I think I'll be there. I think he's making the reference to Only ESPN+. Only on ESPN+. Plus. Plus. Yeah. yeah. I think he's trying to uh, poke fun at you and your uh, technology. But you'll be there. Uh, so I you'll think see I it. will be there. Yeah. I think I'll have a pretty good seat for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff there. Coach mm-hmm. Vietor's wife. Yeah. Um, so I now that we got her on, does that mean we can get our wives on? No. <laughs> Well, I, I took that back. I would be interested in you getting your wife on to talk about Tiger Woods. Uh, we're working on that. Yeah. It's a process. It's like He's got to win something it's first, though, right? He's got to win something first. Yeah. But, uh, no, I did like the whole she's, – she's right. I mean, 
I haven't thought about it from this point of view, the fact that, you know, her husband comes on and says, man, we've, we just had such a great week of practice, yeah. and then the game happens and they're <laughs> flat. I mean, we, we've seen that happen all the time in sports, but uh, as a wife, I imagine that's very emotional. Uh, defensive coordinator Mike Collins, offensive coordinator Matt Kubik will hold uh, separate film sessions, and then, of course, a Q&A session with Coach Viator. There will also be a fashion show highlighting some of the newest game day apparel. Warhawk Football 101. Nice. I made my way out to ULM practice uh, yesterday. A couple of things that stand out. And first of all, you know, I'm only there, you know, I pop in like once every four or five days or once a week. Just visually, though, and after looking at this football program for the last 18 years, there is a noticeable difference with the body types and the athletes that they are now bringing on campus. So is it comparable to the Colton Browning days? I'd say they're they're bigger than those guys. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, just I mean, it is just you know eyeball test. And it's all subjective. I understand, but they just look different. Yeah. I mean, there was years where I looked go out there and I like, man, this is a Division One athlete. This is what a college football player is supposed to look like. This is what an offensive defensive lineman on in Division One football looks like. And I wasn't that impressed. No disrespect to those teams. <laughs> no disrespect. Yeah. But, uh, I was like, if I saw him on campus, I said, oh, that's a big guy. He's been uh, he put on his fifteen freshman, yeah, fifteen pounds. Sort of, you know, kind of look at him, sort of think, yeah, I could see as a high school football player, yeah. but maybe not. But that has changed now. That has changed. They look a lot different. Yeah, that's great. I I can't wait to see what this team does. I I know we've been talking about the higher expectations for a long time now, but really, really can't wait to see it produce wins this year, right? I mean, we haven't seen that really happen yet. Eight game, eight wins last two years combined so let's see it translate to some wins and let's hopefully see ULM reach a bowl uh thing offensively yesterday uh, they got so many playmakers out there and they look so poised and, and then you get you're like all right the offense is so great are they looking that good because the defense was so bad last year so you gotta weigh all these things in offense made some plays defense also came through that'll be the whole telling key point of this season for the Warhawks of course will be that defense can they make strides? You would certainly think they will as they are more healthy and, of course, uh, more experienced on that side of the ball. Yesterday I had an opportunity to track down defensive coordinator Mike Collins, and we discussed this defense and how they've improved since last year. Well, we've had a good fall camp so far. Uh, you know, a lot of good things out of us defensively, I think, are guys that played a tremendous amount last year. The, you know, our young guys have really matured a lot. The guys we brought in have really helped us and solidified some depth. They've also solidified competition everywhere. So I don't think there's any one position that we don't have great competition at right now, which is a plus for us. I know you get tired of talking about last year. This team certainly gets tired. I guess the whole message is we just have to change it so they're not That's it. About it. No, no question. I mean, it's like I told them the first day, you know, I've, I've I've talked about this and I've talked about that, you know, and I'm tired of talking about this and I'm tired of talking about that. It's time for us to get it done, you know, and I'm going to take as much of the blame for it as anything is just because I've got to be able to find out a way and figure out a way to give us a best opportunity to be as good as we can be on defense no matter who's playing and when they're playing. So, um, you know, that's been my deal and then our guys' deal. We've, we've eliminated some things. We've tried to simplify a few things, and I think it's really helped us play faster and probably uh, learn a few things a little bit easier. 
I know you like the fact that you're going up against the offense that's going to challenge you every day. But sometimes you got to take it with a grain of salt. They're just having a good day. They got playmakers over there. No doubt, they got tremendous playmakers, and, and it's really good for us just because our guys have gotten a chance to work against probably as good offense as there is in the country, or top ten offense as there is in the country. And you know, it, it gives us a chance to see what if teams are doing something similar to what we're doing really how we can defend it. How can we defend what our guys are doing? Because we're gonna see it somewhere throughout the year. And uh, you know, whether our guys can play man-to-man -man in this situation, whether they can play the kind of man-to-man -man we want, evaluating those guys and what we can really do helps us a tremendous amount. Is this the part of camp where the grind starts to set in and of course you see nerves and of course the temper start to play? <laughs> well, after you've been practicing against each other, we've, we've had a high level of competition today. It's really one of our competition days. Everything we do is a competition from the start to the finish. Yeah, there was a little uh, brouhaha at the end of practice, so they called it after that. Nothing wrong with that. And right? it was a good teaching point for Coach Viator, and he got he called the whole team together and basically said, we can't have that. Both of you would have been ejected. We would have lost two playmakers. Sure, but you do like to see that competition, yeah. especially in training camp. There you go, uh, a little college football update for you. Coming up next, we're going to do a, continue our high school football previews. It's Wasman's turn, and then uh, in the 8 o'clock hour, we'll continue to break down the NFL. Week number one of the preseason continues. The biggest standout from last, last night. I've got some questions, too. One of them being, is this an overreaction or not? Saquon Barkley will run away with the Rookie of the Year award. After what we saw last night, are you convinced Barkley is the man to beat? 888-993-7762. We're back after this with Dean Smith. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.